Another great week, another great show coming up. This is a show that's dedicated to technology conversations in Ghana. This is City Trends. My name is Philip Pashon and City Trends is sponsored by First National Bank. Well, First National Bank is asking, why let your business settle for less when you can get a lot more with First National Bank? Go beyond a banking with a digital partner that understands your business. Let your business bank their better way with a business account from First National Bank. The First National Bank business account is more than just, you know, an ordinary account. It's a portal that gives you access to tools designed to propel your business. This includes features like the award-winning online banking enterprise, straightforward global payment solution, trade solutions, and merchant services. Well, you can choose an account that suits your particular sector, and it doesn't matter what sector it is, they have you covered. You can visit firstnationalbank.com.gh and basically get you know all your questions answered um especially now you can also just download the first national bank app and um you know set up your account and they are more than happy to get in touch with you to help you through that process they know that your business is more than just a business to you it means so much more to you and that is why they are here to help first national bank is a subsidiary of first rand group of south africa first national bank how can we help you on the show today we speak to margaret dawson amwa about education and how we can continue learning in this current state of ours with COVID-19. It's going to be a great conversation, I can promise you that. We also have the app segment, the trending segment, and your tech coming up. So don't go anywhere. This is City Trends. Share your thoughts and opinions on the show via the WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. Tweet at us using hashtag CityTrends. So it is time for yet another conversation um, having to do with technology and how it is changing our lives. And in this um, pandemic-like situation that we find ourselves globally, um, also helping us to get ourselves educated. And um, people have so many questions sent and so many questions about how... Um, to get themselves educated, keep their kids busy with schoolwork and things like that. Well, it's quite a lot of things. But how exactly do you keep yourself educated while at home or while in a remote location or as we find ourselves in Ghana in a lockdown? Well, I have Margaret, Mrs. Oh, Miss. (laughs) Miss. Yes. Let me just call you Menda. I think it'll be great. Yeah. So, yes, Margaret Dawson. I'm always in the studio, but we all call her Menda. And so we'll stick with Menda for, for the discussion. So, um, yeah, that works. Menda, welcome to the show once again. Thank you so much for making time. Thanks for having me, Philip. Absolute, absolute pleasure. So, um, the educator that you are, I'm guessing, and the forward thinking educator that you are, um, probably has been 
excited with the sequence of events um lockdown forcing people to go online looking for resources is that what it is or you kind of wish you were back in the classroom uh, I think it's 50-50 on that. Um, so definitely, I think this is emphasizing a lot of what we've been talking about with like just the potential of technology for education. So like just, just so much out there. And if you're playing around and looking for stuff, you will find a lot. However, I mean, this is also making us realize if you're a teacher that you cannot replace that face-to-face um I don't know what to call it. Interaction. Interaction mm. thing that comes with, I mean, yeah. Learning is better when it's co-constructed. So we're really missing that social bit of having everybody together and all of that. I'm I'm ready to go back to the classroom. Really? Yeah, anytime now. Wow. I mean, some people would have said, you know, with all this tech, it makes um, assessments much easier. Um, it keeps you on your toes. It helps you to prepare better for your classes because everything is like digitized and everything. But it seems that that other angle of that actual face-to-face is, is, is pretty important. Yeah, it's big. I mean, if you've followed the conversations in the ed world right now, whether it's on Twitter or Facebook or wherever you're, if you yeah have access to that kind of space, um, everybody's definitely talking about the social aspect that kids are missing. Kids are missing, teachers are missing. I mean, there's that magic of a smile on a kid's face on a regular day. I mean, sometimes they really yeah, <laughs> work you up. But, like, there's also that aspect that everybody's certainly missing. And, I mean, the tech is there for making things easier, but we have so many kinds of learners as well. So you can't rely on, like, one. This is one piece. It's a big piece, but it's one piece of what we do. Mm. And while we encourage people to go online and do stuff with tech, there's so much more we do in the classroom face-to-face. So there's also all of those components that are now missing or restricted to just be doing one thing, which is a problem. In a classic case where this lockdown... Um, that a lot of countries are facing at the moment extends. What 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 then happens? Because then we will be forced to adapt to all these platforms that are digital and everything. And I'm just wondering, really, how much does the child lose if um, they lose anything? Yeah, I, I mean, they're definitely losing something. I mean, a lot actually. Like I said, this is one of the things that has been big when it comes to just information that's out there for teachers and research that's been done, the social component of learning is super important. Also, there are many kinds of learners, like I earlier said. And for instance, if you have the the learner who is hands-on, the social learner, the person who really needs to be in a group doing things, um, this is not working for that kind of child. So really, it's case on case. You can't, there's no like, uh, like, fits all mm. kind of situation here it's it's really and i think for everybody whether you're familiar with using tech in education or whether you're now trying out things and um, we're all really in very uncharted waters because we've never really been restricted so this is the only way we can do this we've always had the option of direct instruction face to face we've always had things yeah all of those other avenues mm. that we've been using to teach kids and now we're just limited to this one thing so yeah. while there's great potential there and while as the situation is, we will make, I mean, the most out of it and try as much as possible to get as much learning done as we possibly can. Um, we're still missing big pieces mm. of being able to educate. So, I mean, tell us, so what's happening right now with teachers globally? What are they doing? How are they preparing for classes? How are they assessing their students? What's what's happening? Oh, a lot. Um, 
and it's it's interesting like so the things that we knew worked some of them aren't working <laughs> mm-hmm. um and there's some new things that are coming up um there's always someone sharing something new that works for them but doesn't work as well for you so really it's like as we go mm-hmm. and even for schools that are prepared like i know schools that as soon as China closed schools, some schools just already started putting things in place for the eventuality. And even in those cases, we're finding that, you know, what looked really good on paper and would have worked perfectly does not work when you're in the actual situation. Yeah. So teachers, educators, people in classrooms um, are having to constantly review what they think should work, what would have worked in other situations and just go with the flow and just say, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, so let's say um, we have a parent listening right now and is looking for options to either study for themselves or for their child. Can you walk us through some of these options? Probably if you have some for the parents, if you have some for the children as well, kindly walk us through some of these options. Okay, so the first thing I want to say and I want to stress is the fact that, um, I mean, parents and all of us, we need to take it easy. Um, I know this has nothing to do with tech, but um, these are not like usual times for anybody. Even as adults, were were super stressed by all of what's going on. You you put on the TV, you see the news, and you get like stressed. People can't work well. These are very uncertain times. So the first thing that like everybody needs to keep in mind is that you're not gonna start homeschooling, right? Homes if you were already homeschooling, that's a whole other conversation that we can have. But if you're only trying to support some kind of learning while your kids are off school for this period, don't don't try to like start homeschooling. Don't 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 try to do too much. Mm. Right? They're not in the right frame of mind. And when they are, yes, it's great. Um, you don't have the right expertise. If you're educating yourself, maybe yes, you do. There are just so many factors here in play. So this is not the time where from your bank job you decide that you you're now a full time teacher and you're gonna start homeschooling your kids <laughs> and you're gonna find all of the math and get get through everything. I mean mm-hmm. take it a day at a time and go at your own pace and I, I the kids are gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. They're they're super resilient. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna be fine. Right. So yeah, there are a couple of um things that people are doing now. Um before we get into the tech again, I wanna talk about child safety. Mm-hmm. Because it's my thing. <laughs> so um, talk about the, the the tech that you're using, whether it's you've been on the internet, whether it's gadgets, whatever it is. Talk about it. Set limits so that it's not like pe- kids are stuck on devices all day and that's all they're doing. Um, make sure that you put in some parental controls. So I know people who use things like Boomerang um, to make sure that the kids are where they should be, mm. blah, blah, blah. And then be a good ro- good role model. So... If you're constantly on your phone or your device, your kids are probably going to do the same thing. So um, those would be the heads up that I have for getting into the tech. So um, now specifics. Yes. Okay. So things like, um, I think for me personally, this is a good time to do some enrichment things, right? You might not have everything that you need to teach the math or the science or other things, but there's a lot of enrichment tools out there. So for instance, if you wanted to say work on typing, which is a skill that every kid would need. Mm. Um, you could use typing.com. Um, it's free. There are a couple of others. I would recommend that because it's easy to use. It has games. 
case kind of get stuck on it so that would be a good skill that you could work on um youtube has like a wide range of things that you could do for just skills so there are lots of diy um videos on youtube mm. of course you have to check it yourself and make sure that the content is safe for the kids and age appropriate but then they could learn pretty much how to make anything mm. from yeah anything from anything, <laughs> anything, to anything to anything yeah <laughs> so um that's that's also a good place to explore for like skills mm. um communication so again this is the big big piece that we're missing now and like on a regular vacation you could go visit a cousin or play outside with your neighbors this is not that kind of time so a couple of tech tools that we're using for schools and you can also use it as a parent would be um flipgrid um small short videos you can say the length of time put a password on it if you want um so if you're your kid had maybe like three, four other friends. They could exchange videos, see each other, listen to experiences. You could do different topics. Um, so that's one. Padlet normally would be okay. for writing stuff. It could be used for journaling. It could be used for exchanging letters. Like if you had a class of kids, if you sent out um, the link to a Padlet, they could all write on it and share and comment and like and nice. all of that. Nice. Um, Zoom. They ever popular? the ever popular Everybody zoom yeah zoom these yeah days. um it, it, and there's a good reason why most people are using it, it it's free for one which is my best kind of tech <laughs> <laughs> my best kind of app yeah mm -hmm. it's free and also it's it's like super efficient and it's like it's practical you you see everything there's a chat running you can mute people you can as a host you can control it so for instance for schools that are using it um you can set the parameters so that kids can get on before you do Mm. which is so that you're constantly monitoring that space for instance which is good for child safety and all those concerns mm. you can record everything mm. so it means that you for every call that you make it's recorded there's proof of you, ch children are safe adults are safe like you're doing the right things on the call mm. um you can mute everybody and unmute them you can keep a chat running and typing stuff ask mm. questions you can show your screen so, like, I can literally do a lesson for somebody, for people in different places yeah. by showing my screen. I can write on it. They can contribute if it's, for instance, a Google Doc. So, like, yeah, it, it, there are lots of possibilities there for a free app. So, yeah, so that's why it's, it's, it's really popular mm. when it comes to, like, just keeping communication. Yeah, and it's, it's it's interesting the use of Zoom because like different communities and different professionals have a different application of Zoom. So, for yeah. example, in this case, a teacher can use it effectively to have a class session. A student, parents can use it. For example, if they are having a session with some tutor someplace or some colleague someplace, they can have that interaction. And it's it's just about just the 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 platform being made available for you to find the best way to use it but it's great because aside the use of it there are also restrictions that you can put in place to basically monitor everything that's happening and i think that's pretty important yeah it it, it is and like with with children and curiosity and just pushing limits um definitely good that you can control that space yeah. as much as possible again um you want them to have agency and take control and do things and yeah, but at the same time, you want to protect every child that's on the call. Mm. So, for instance, if there's a child who's being overly 
vulgar or whatever, you can take that child off, you know, things like that. So as teachers, we always have to look beyond the, you know, like really think up what if, what if, what if, and make sure that every child is safe. So though with Zoom, that's very easy to do. Yeah. So depending on who you are and what you're using it for, definitely you can tweak it. Mm-hmm. Like I had an aerobic session on it yesterday <laughs> with some friends. <laughs> yeah. And it was, yeah, it was fun. Like I know people having parties on yeah. it and it just, now is a good time to have something like that. Right. And it's free. It's always yeah. best when it's free. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, this is City Trends on 97.3 City FM. There's a show um, sponsored by First National Bank. And we are more than excited to have them on board as partners. We are having a conversation with Margaret Dawson Amor, um, a.k.a. Menda. And we're talking about um, education and how to keep education going um, regardless or amidst all of this pandemic. So she's been running us through some of the apps that are available today for educators, for um continuous learners people who just want to learn of your children as well and what's interesting is some of these platforms can be used both by the children in terms of their study and also by the parents so you know just take down the notes and um you know let's know what your questions are as the conversation continues Amanda. okay um so for teachers and maybe for parents who are like have other friends who have kids and they want to do something for their children at this time they could um do portfolios um so portfolios not just for this time but for like for instance if you created one of my favorite ones is seesaw um if you created a seesaw portfolio for your child you could always just upload stuff um you could just add on as the year goes you could it could be like some instagram that's not open to the public so you could just keep um, exemplars of their work on there so this is a good time that you could use that um if for schools who are trying to do e-learning it's a great place to post activities and then have mm. kids going and do it um CISO has introduced home learning codes okay. um so each child has a unique code and wow. they can log in just by using the scanning the code and they don't have to they don't see other people's work they can comment on their friends work if you allow it to mm. the blog i mean it's all super regulated so mm. that's a good space um seesaw there's also class dojo um mm-hmm. that's another um, management platform um that i like for the skills bit of it so you could like set particular skills that you want your kids to achieve and track them with rewards if you're into that kind of thing mm. <laughs> yeah you could give rewards and all of that mm. um there's also ed modo it's, okay. it's also a, um, a digital portfolio and then there's Google Classroom if you're paying. If it's a school, um, if you're a Google school, yeah, it would come with the package. package yeah. and, and in times like this, if a school wanted to pay for a service, that would be like, highly recommended. It's, it's easy to use. It's, and it has almost everything in the... They have a lot of integrated apps. So, for instance, if you had Google Classroom, that means you have the whole Google Suite for education. Right. So, you would have Hangouts, which mm. is... Yeah, so mm. the, the, you could the dogs everything which comes with yeah the other apps that are linked to it so and google classroom yeah it's also super easy to use upload send share um make different copies yeah yeah it make different copies (laughs) sorry yeah it's 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 easy to use so the easy life is always there (laughs) right okay so that's for portfolios Mm. um kids apps oh wow there seems to be like 
a world a of truth, them. A truth and of them, yeah. You you almost don't know which ones work best or will be the best for your child. But I'm guessing there are some that you would highly recommend. Yeah, well, so my thing with tech is it's never it's never like one that works for everybody, mm. right? So like I've been writing about a couple that I feel work well but that's just in my own experience or just my own exploration of those apps um i feel like there are some children for instance um there's there's one that i highly recommend um abcdia it's like it's super child friendly and it's but for me it's like super addictive as well Mm. like it's so fancy and it's (laughs) like lots of playing and a lot of graphics and color and nice games <laughs> like as an adult i get on and i'm like oh ping 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 ping, ping and i keep yeah so <laughs> so depending on what kind of child you have mm. maybe that's not a good idea if they already get stuck on things um, they might not really be ideal mm. to like put them on something like that because of how yeah it kinda, what's it called um abcd yeah so it's abcya.com right um um, this, this, and this yeah. is for kids between what ages, or it, it depends. I think it goes up to grade six, mm. but yeah, it it depends on the child as well because it might go up to grade six, but there are some kids who might be in grade eight or might still find beneficial for like building on stuff. Right. So it really depends on on the kids and it's what just they're open. It's free. In. It's available on the web. It's open. It's free. It's and there's several others that are open and free and available on the web so right let's now. Let's get into them. Let's get into them. If you um, have any others as well, so A B C D Y A dot com. Yeah. Okay. So that's the first one specific for the kids. Yeah. Um. Yeah. An up to like maybe middle school. So mm. that's like JSS, okay. JHS now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Share your thoughts and opinions on the show via the WhatsApp number zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. Tweet at us using hashtag CityTrend. So First National Bank is basically asking you, why let your business settle for less when you can get a lot more with First National Bank? So go beyond banking with a digital partner that understands your business. Let your business bank the better way with a business account from First National Bank. Now, the First National Bank business account is more than just an account. It's a portal that gives you access to tools designed to propel your business. Now, this includes features like award-winning online banking enterprise, straightforward global payment solution, trade solutions, and merchant services. You can also choose an account that suits your particular sector, no matter what segment you're in, from agriculture to public sector and everything else in between. Basically, First National Bank has you covered. Just visit firstnationalbank.com.gh and opt to have one of their consultants call you back or you can pop into any of their branches in Accra Mall, Junction Mall, Makola Mall, West Hills Mall, Achimata Mall, Tema Community 11, Gian Towers or their head office branch at the Accra Financial Center building. It is more than just business to you. It is more than just business to you. That is why we help, says First National Bank. Now, First National Bank is a subsidiary of the First Rand Group of South Africa. First National Bank, how can we help you? Those 
school people. Anyway. Yes. yes. Um, so apart from ABCD, yeah, um, any others um, specifically for the kids that you would want to share with us? Um, book Creator is a good one. Um, and this is not... So I think I put this out last week and someone was asking me, why would I want to write a book? And I was like, it's not for you. It's for the kids. Mm-hmm. So like now is a good time to maybe write about what's happening with them. They can add pictures. They can add drawings. Mm-hmm. Um they could play around with it do whatever they want with it so that's also a good one um i'm trying to get a lot more of those off the top of my head um i excel um math Mm. and i think that platform's paid Mm. but if you're you would like to pay for something that's a good um site to pay for i excel i excel yeah and it's a math yeah training platform Interesting. Yeah. So Interesting. if you check check that one out, definitely recommend ten out of ten. Wow. Yeah. That is highly recommended. It's highly recommended, yes. Why exactly do you like this platform? Um well for one it's it's again for me it's always about efficiency. So it's efficient it's targeted, it's it's pretty easy to use, it's by a grade level. Mm-hmm. So you know like which level you're on and you can play on that level. I don't know if they need a school subscription or an individual subscription, so schools might want to check into that, and I can check into that and get back to you on that. But that's definitely one of those sites that I will recommend. Nice. Highly. Nice. Anyway, so we've run through a number of platforms, um, a number of apps as well, um, that people might want to. A number of them are web apps, and a number of them I'm yeah. guessing we can get on either Google Play Store or iOS. But um, are there any other things before we get into some other education um, bits? Are there any things that you want to touch on quickly before we get into those other things? Um, I I would also say that for parents, you can check out um, multiple response um, apps. So those ones, like you could just like do like a question, little quizzes every time and then have kids run through it at their own pace. Mm. Um, Kahoots is a good one. Kahoots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. K-A-H-O-O-T. Kahoots. Yeah. It's it's, <laughs> it's a really cool one. Um, quizzes okay. also. Um, so check out those as well. You can set them up anytime you want. Kids can go in and play using the home code. And you could also do it on um, Suplus. Like, at the same time, okay. do a live game if you want. Like, with yeah. everybody in the home. Yeah. Nice. And you could use it for, like, anything, pretty much. Like, you could mm. use it for trivias, family trivias, mm. um, things like that. You wow. Could, yeah. That sounds fun. That sounds like something that you should be doing on a Saturday evening with the rest of the family. And it has benefits. You are learning at the same time, and you're. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hmm, cahoots. Yeah. <laughs> interesting, interesting name though. Interesting. Yeah, it looks name. like you're very fascinated. Yeah, by I am. Name. I am really fascinated by that name, Cahoots. I mean, Cahoots. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so it's 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 gotten to that point where these this is this seems like the way to go in terms of getting a bit of education in and everything, but. Um, we also know that within the borders of this country that we are in, um, not a lot of schools have this sort of orientation. And I'm just guessing from an educator's point of view, when you look at what we have generally in Ghana, um, what can schools start doing? We know they can't, sometimes they are restricted by whichever 
forces. But what can they start doing slowly and steadily to get them to the point where they can start adapting some of these virtual platforms for giving them that extra advantage for the children and even for the benefit of the teachers themselves as well. Okay, so the one thing I didn't mention, which I feel like everybody could have access to, is WhatsApp. Mm. Mm. I mean, WhatsApp is almost everybody I know has it. Mm. I don't know if everybody in Ghana has it, but I mean, that's a good place to start. Mm. Almost everybody's phone has WhatsApp on it. So if the teacher created a group, of course, with permission of parents, um, that would be a good place to broadcast things that they needed to do, um, little things. I know WhatsApp now has video call. Mm. Um, and group video call I just yeah. discovered that yeah. so I, I don't know what the limit is on the number of people you can have on a call but that would also be a place to start I mean like, I think for me always and whether it is somebody who's used tech for a long time or somebody who's new to it it's the secret for me is always to be as practical as possible and to start with what you can do immediately right. so um, I understand that there are several apps like that you could use to do like amazing things but start with what you have available mm. like that's readily available mm. that's there and then build up on it because tech is also just like any other thing that we so do an enabler, really. as, as you as you, and as you yeah. do it as you practice as you explore things you you always get to be better at it right, right? so if you start with the things that you know if for instance if it's just a just the typing out a question of the day and sending out to your students and then they have to if they have whatsapp they have internet so maybe find the responses somewhere in the textbook or online or whatever um and then sending in back um, answers that those would be little things that you can start doing mm-hmm. um send a, sh- a short video on whatsapp um, ask questions about it those would be little things that you could start doing um without all the the high-tech resources that you might need for some of yeah for some of these do you think that some schools and some teachers educators get um bogged down with the whole idea of getting the most expensive before they kickstart anything it's like we need to get all these fancy things we need to get all these computers and so the focus goes more into the hardware than you know basically understanding how the softer bits of the technology actually work and how they can practicalize it in terms of the teaching and the training of their students? Um, I think, I mean, that that question is very, it's so-and-so, right? Um, because really you can't do anything without the hardware. Mm. So if mm. you don't have the, like for instance, I know most, most kids in Ghana learn about the mouse without ever having to see it. But nobody really needs to know if you can name a mouse. Right. We need to be able to put it in your hand and you need to be able to do something with, with it. it. So if, if, they have it then hopefully they are, they will use it mm. so that's that's one side of it but like you said um even for schools who have a lot of tech like i i work in a place where we are okay as far as tech is concerned mm. i mean there's been a lot of investment in that area however i have also been to places or spoken to colleagues who had things and i thought wow we should get one of those right so and we don't have it mm. So, I mean, I feel like as far as tech is concerned, there's never a point where people feel, well, I don't know, maybe some people feel like that somewhere. But I don't think there's, it's very difficult to be at the point where you're like, I have everything that there is and I can now go ahead and explore this. So, 
you just like like we said um start with whatever is readily available and like the more you use it the better you get at it so if you wait until you get like a 3d printer before you start you know doing stuff that might be difficult Mm. i don't know if you ever get to the point where you feel like you have enough tech so so as an as, as a final question as an educator in ghana what's what's your worst nightmare the educational system oh wow um maybe in the current situation um for me it would be um if this drags out um just just other kids who would not have any kind of stimulation um that would be my greatest yeah fear Mm. so um for instance if this goes on for three months and again i'm 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 very big on stressing this is not the time to start homeschooling your kids this is not the time to bug them down with nine to ten math eleven to twelve science you know that kind of thing it's not trained for that but but at the same time you want to make sure that they're getting stimulated right so um what what kinds of things are you doing being deliberate about making sure that they get some mental work going like they're they're thinking through things and it doesn't have to be like sitting down behind a computer or it could be really i'm all for put the gadgets down and do something else so it it could be like there are a myriad of things that you can do but like just keep the learning going in small ways for instance um if you're cutting up an orange maybe ask um if four people are sharing this how would we divide it that's division right there you know Mm. things like that you just keep the learning going and keep kids getting exposure and enrichment that they need to come back to school and just carry on because right. kids are resilient in that way and they'll be fine <laughs> they'll be fine so we just need to yeah keep them stimulated keep them engaged um keep them occupied not just with busy work you know like write all of this stuff that they might not need but like purposeful targeted activities that keep them thinking and problem solving and doing all those things that they need to be doing Margaret Dawson Emma is and has been my guest on the show today. Thank you so much for making time to join us. And um yeah, all the best with your online classes and everything. But you can you can you can check out her blog, you can check out um everything that she's doing online. How how can we follow up with your work? Oh god. So for someone who's all techie, I'm terrible at social media. <laughs> So um, I, I, I post links on Facebook. My Facebook is Menda Dawson. Um, but my blog is where like, I post a lot of the stuff. Um, it's um, Margaret Dawson hyphen um, dot globalblogs.org. Mm. Yeah, so I try to put out something every weekday. Um, one tech tool that you can use and then one like hands-on thing that doesn't have anything to do with tech. Right. So maybe, yeah, that would be a good place to check out some apps and, yeah. So the blog once again? The blog is Margaret, so M-A-R-G-A-R-E-T-D-A-W-S-O-N hyphen A-M-O-A-H dot globalblogs dot org. All right. So that's where you can find most of our work. And I'm sure you will not be um, disappointed. I, I wasn't. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, Margaret, thank you so much um, for making time to join us. Um, the conversation continues on the show. We have the app segment and the training segment, and of course, your tech as well coming up. So don't go anywhere.
And guess who is here? It is Jeffrey Oreku Sapong with the apps segment. Good evening, Philip. So um, this evening we are bringing you an app that will help you learn languages as your home in this period. Uh, it's called Duolingo. Now, Duolingo is an app that sort of gamifies language learning. So as you learn, it brings you games that will help you learn the languages as easily as you can. It's called Duolingo, D-U-O-L-I-N-G-O. It's on both Android and iOS. Find it, learn a lot. There's Spanish, there's Japanese. There are lots of languages that you can learn on that app. So find Duolingo and learn as many languages as you can in this period that you are on lockdown. So you can follow me on Twitter. My handle is OJ Sapon, O-J-S-A-R-P-O-N-G. Follow me. My DM is open. Send me a message if you have an app that you want us to talk about. Thank you. The big lady of the team is here, Ellen Dapa. Ellen has your tech where you send us some of the challenges you are facing with the technology that's around you. And we try to find solutions to it. So, Ellen, over to you. Good evening, Phil. I hope you are fine. I hope everyone listening to us today is fine. I hope everyone is home and is safe and is doing okay. Well, one of my personal people got to me this week. Her name is Miriam from Malam. And basically, she was complaining about how messed up her phone is at the moment. And her main issue is she wants to retrieve her pictures and her videos from her phone. But she's not able to, so she needs help with that. So let's listen. I have um, a Samsung S8 and it got cracked and it fell into water. So when it fell into water, the screen went blank. It got black. I can't see anything. But then when a call comes through, it rings, but it's black, so I can't see. But my main problem is I used to back up on Google Photos my pictures but at a point in time i wasn't backing up and now that the screen is black is there any possible way i can retrieve my pictures i know it sounds a bit odd but then maybe there there could be another way i could retrieve my pictures so fortunately we always city trends always has a solution for our listeners for our people so miriam there you go Miriam, if you can still receive calls from your phone despite the screen being blank, it means that you can access the phone through a computer. What I would advise is that download and install Samsung Keys software onto your laptop. It will give you access to your data. Just follow the instructions. Connect your phone to your PC by USB and it should do the trick. I hope this works for you. All the best. So I hope this was helpful. You can always get back in touch with us if there's anything else you would want to know. I hope this helped anyone else with this situation as well. Kindly get in touch with me on Twitter. The handle is E-A-Dapa. The Dapa is D-A-P-A-A-H. Get in touch with me. Let's talk whatever issue you have with your gadgets. Slide into my DMs 
and let's help you out. Well, thank you, Ellen. And um, coming up now is um, Mr. Entry with Trending. Um, this is where we update you on all the top technology stories of the week. And Mr. Entry joining us um, digitally and um, from a location, a secret location, hopefully near us. Um, Mr. Entry, um, <laughs> take it away. Welcome to the week's biggest stories in the technology ecosystem with a focus on Africa and Ghana. So our first story of the week, WhatsApp has introduced a limit on message forwards to fight spread of misinformation. So the Facebook-owned instant messaging service said today that any message that has been forwarded five or more times will now face a new limit that will prevent a user from forwarding it to more than one chat at a time. So basically what it means is that if you receive a forwarded message, you would only have the opportunity to forward it to one chat at a time. One will ask, does it mean that all forwarded messages are bad? This is what the company had to say about that. The company said that they have seen a significant increase in the amount of forwarding which users have told them that it can make them feel overwhelming and can contribute to the spread of misinformation. So they believe it's important to slow down the messages that have been forwarded and to make WhatsApp a place for personal conversations. Still on the fight against misinformation, Google has committed an amount of 6.5 million US dollars to some fact-checking platforms in Africa to fight misinformation on coronavirus. So Google has funded Africa Check, a fact-checking organization which was founded in 2012 in Africa and has offices in Nigeria and South Africa. So the expected aid which is going to Africa Check is going to help them intensify their work in verifying explaining and debunking coronavirus-related news on the continent. So Africa Check has partnered some organizations which include Nigeria Center for Disease Control and Dubawa, a fact-checking platform owned by Premier Times, which was recently launched in Ghana. Moving on to our third story of the week, Taiwan government has banned its agencies from using Zoom over security concerns. So today, Tuesday, the government issued an advisory to all its agencies and banned them from using Zoom and other video softwares with associated security or privacy concerns. Instead, the government said alternative softwares including Google's Hangout and Microsoft's Skype can be considered. So learning that Taiwan has banned its agencies on the use of Zoom, one will be interested in how locally our government is also managing public sector workers working from home. So the National Information Technology Agency has launched a portal to enable public service workers work from home efficiently. So this portal is called Smart Work Portal. This portal is accessible to ministries, agencies and departments. So the Smart Work Portal gives public sector workers access to Microsoft Office platforms, document management, instant messaging applications, calendar management, file storage management, audio and video conferencing apps. So how one access this platform? You can access the portal on www.smartworkplace.gov.gh. I repeat, www.smartworkplace.gov.gh. So to our last story for the week, Facebook is at it again. One will ask what are they doing? So they are sharing our data once again, but this time with the right intentions. So Facebook is sharing location data with COVID-19 
researchers across the world. So the world's largest social networking platform is sharing aggregated location information as part of its effort to support disease outbreak steady across the world. So more than 150 organization partners are receiving data for Facebook to help them in their research. So that will be all the stories for this week. Over to you, Philip. And all that will be all for today's show. Um, a big thank you to Margaret uh, for joining us on the show. Um, I do hope you picked up a thing or two from you know everything we talked about. And a big thank you to the crew as well. Jeffrey, to Ellen, to Mr. Entry. Um, thank you so much for um, everything. Um, it's, it's been a great show. Um, but the show will be available as a podcast first thing next week. So it's fair thing tomorrow. First thing tomorrow. So please... Please, please make sure you look out for it on all the podcast platforms. Um, download and take a listen or you can share it as well. It will be uh, my pleasure to come your way again next week with another great show. Um, yeah, till next week, um, stay techie.